Hello, Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Be Great, Be Kind, Steve Kim Experience podcast. I am so, so excited as I have one of my new friends, and we connected through social media on Instagram, Yadik from New Door Mortgages. Um, who's about? Who's here to kind of speak his truth? We get to kind of know him. What I absolutely love about Yadik is he actually sent me a message, and we share a very similar path and story in that we were both educators. We threw that hat off, <laughs> and now we are in the wonderful world of sales. So Yadik, thank you so much. Uh, for making your way here, spending your time with me, especially because you and your lovely wife are expecting baby number two. Oh, yeah. She's late. Yeah. So you are on 100% baby watch right now. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) if Yadik has to leave midway through the podcast, it's not that he's rude or he's bored or he doesn't like me. It's that he just got a legit emergency. (laughs) So Yadik, thank you so much for making your time or making time to be here. I'm very honored, Steve. Thank you very much for having me. So Yadik, you know, you reached out to me a few months ago uh i think it was right before my appendectomy my surgery right and i'm gonna be honest i get so many dms from people being like hey are you looking for a mortgage hey are you looking for this like they're just trying to sell me on stuff you did something kind of genuine in that you kind of told your story that was the thing it wasn't like hey steve do you have any clients that i can help mortgage 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 (laughs) right but you were just like hey we, we share a very similar story I used to be a teacher too. And from there I was like, okay, you know what? There, there's a connection that can be made. And so I sent you a message like, let's get together. You came down to the office, you brought me a bag of goodies, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> and we just instantly hit it off. Yeah. So why, why send what, what was, what was kind of the purpose? How, how did I show up on your radar? Yeah, so I guess um, you know, as a mortgage agent, one of the things is to is to contact is to contact realtors, and you know, it was um, I've I've done that. I've kind of reached out to some realtors with you know good success and nod and whatnot, and I I think that when I started looking at it, it was like, who do I really 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 want to work with, right? Mm. And I started looking, and uh, instead of just you know finding a realtor profile and say <laughs> DM, hey, da, 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 I started really looking into the individuals, right? So yeah. going through the timeline, what are they posting? Is it is it good? Is this something that I could click with? And, and again, you never know until you actually meet that individual. Yes. Um, but you know, you kind of get a sense of who that person is based on their profiles and whatnot. And so when I saw that, mm-hmm. I, especially in your description, where you said like I'm a teacher and like you said best dad in the kingdom or something, based on, I was like done, man. I love this. Like for me. Family is so important. When I see somebody that's like the first line is yeah. like father, I'm like, wow, that's that's already a game changer, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I reached out and, and uh, you know I was I was really um, intrigued by how you were doing your videos. Uh, so that was one thing. And I was just like I was like, wow, the amount of stuff that you're putting on the content, like putting content on Instagram or social is hard enough. Yeah. Right. Creating your own is even harder. And then when you're creating like exceptional content like yourself, I was just like. Who is this guy? Okay, Who that's it. End the podcast. Done. Thanks so much. I just unfollow everybody else, and I'm like, I need to, I need to meet this guy. And uh, you know, when I saw your story as a teacher, I was like, this is incredible because like, we do share that similar story, yeah. and it's a very different mind frame Huge. from where we were into where we are now. And so it was just, it was nice to connect. It's kind of like um, I remember I was, I was teaching overseas for a while, and. The first trying to, the first people I tried to meet out were like Canadians or Polish people, right? It's just like somebody you can you can like know connect and yeah, yeah yeah you connect with. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's a teacher. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I started getting like super excited to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, and so I just decided it doesn't to, show like that. It doesn't show at all. No, right? I'm like I'm not excited just whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, and 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 that was the thing is like you know for me, I. I 
sending out like DMs saying, hi, I got a mortgage. I kind of put myself in that position. I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I don't yeah. want people messaging me like that. Yeah. And and so I was just trying to figure out, I'm like, who can I connect with? Um, is there a connection possible? And, and and so I just tried to meet with like really genuine people. And and you seem like that guy. I sent you a message and we started talking. And, yeah. and I was so happy when we met. And uh, yeah. And, 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 and that's that was the that was the kind of difference in how you approached. You didn't actually talk about the fact that like, hey, I'm a mortgage broker. Let me service your clients. Things like that. You 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 came from it from a point of like a connection, kind of connection. Like I used to be a teacher, right? It's crazy that you're doing this. I'm doing this. Let's chat. And I was like, yeah, awesome, right? You tried to build rapport before trying to sell. In our industry, that's that's how you win, yeah. right? You can't just continue to pummel people, sell, 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 buy, 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 use me, use me, use me, but you have to build rapport, right? And so one of the things that I've been very conscious about, especially in social media, is I do not put everything real estate related. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I forget to even post something. Hey, I just sold a product. Well, I forgot, I should put that on there so people still remember that I'm a realtor. But just <laughs> like you, when I go through your feed and stuff, I can connect with you with so many different ways as a father as an entrepreneur as a hard worker as an honest person i love your social media campaign right now on, like on milton where you're highlighting local places which i think is phenomenal it's great but we connected that way though right because yeah. your dad like you you understand family first and so when i even i set up my, my social media posts like my accounts, I made sure that people knew I'm a dad first. It's family first, everything else is second, right? And so that speaks volumes to kind of who you are and why we kind of connected, Absolutely. which is awesome. So tell us about history. So who is Yadik? Oh man. Like we, you're a mortgage broker now, sure. Yep, yep. But kind of tell us, let's let's go back a few years. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, you know what, I like I, I have a, looking back at this, it's just, I've, I have a crazy path. Um, I've, I've dip my hand into so many different things, worn so many different hats. Uh, and I, I think like it all started, like the last memory that I have is probably, you know, going back to like swimming, like nearly drowning. My mom threw me in the pool, she like swim, right? Um, and so it's kind of like, you gotta fend for yourself. My mom was a single mom, I'm a single child. And so it was just like me and her the most of the time. And and we really relied on our, on our grandma as well. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and like family, that really t like tight knit community, that, that's where it kind of all came from. Sure. And my entire life was my mom, my, my aunt and my grandma. And, uh, you know, they were super supportive of everything. My mom, uh, single mom, like worked her bum off, like just crazy to give me every opportunity that, that was available. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, she, she I remember like, me goosebumps. <laughs> no, it's like, it's true. Like but, but your mom, was your mom born here? Yeah, she was born. Well, she was born in Montreal. I was born in Mississauga. Yeah. And what was interesting is that like my mom is super involved in the Polish community, like okay. very, very involved. Uh, she's an organist and, uh, and she, she she recognized the the benefit of having our polish culture and sure. still upkeeping that and yeah. so she actually started a group for me when i was a kid um to help with that and so it was it started off as like a church choir and turned into a vocal group and now it's like a full-on dance group that travels the world right now they're actually in mexico and i'm <laughs> house sitting for my mom um yeah she gets to go in mexico and i'm the cats are okay mom yeah the cats are okay <laughs> everyone's good um but uh yeah that, that that's kind of where it started and then uh, from that time, again, she tried to give me every opportunity. And she signed me up for like ballroom dancing. So yeah. when you look at me, you're like, oh, this guy's a ballroom dancer. Yeah. Um, we we ballroom danced for uh, like 
more than a decade. Uh, no we were way. invited to represent Canada in the Junior Olympics where we won gold, which was pretty awesome. What? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's like, uh, yeah, we went to the States and it was a whole thing. We we went, uh, we did competitions uh, mostly in the States and Canada and stuff like that. And That's then, wild. Yeah, you know what? One of the best things that came out of it though was getting kind of ta literally tapped on the shoulder uh, to dance in a movie with Antonio Banderas. Uh, it was a movie called Take the Lead, okay. and it was a movie where there was all these people, they were in detention, and this ballroom dancing teacher thought that it would be a good idea to teach them ballroom dancing yeah. as a, like, a detention kind of thing. And uh, so we were we went through all these auditions, like hundreds of people, and we, we were, I think, one of 12 couples that, that were able to dance in the movie, so it was, it was awesome. We were like the elite dancers, so... Okay, so you're in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Dude, one of the we best. gotta find that. Yeah. We gotta find it and clip it in this podcast. Oh, you will on see the it, video. Oh, it was man. it was funny when we went to go see the showing and uh, in Toronto, uh, we were in the theater and like you never know what they're gonna choose, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember when we were doing the, the actual movie. There was a lot of times like we were filming for hours and days and whatnot, and and uh, but again, you don't know what they're gonna use. Yeah, so of course. We're sitting in the in the theater and and probably within the first five minutes. Uh, I, I recognized one of the scenes that we were doing and I'm looking at the, the at the screen and then boom my whole face just plastered all over the entire screen no like way. literally edge to edge to edge to edge and I was like oh my gosh that's me right? and people were like shh yeah, I'm like, that's me. This was like, how old were you when this oh man this when you was were, uh, 20s early 20s oh really yeah early 20s so it was uh, it was exciting. We got to dance in a whole bunch of other movies, but that was kind of the, the bigger one. Oh man! And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I can't wait to find that. Oh, like geez. honestly, I can't wait to find that. It's always on like uh, on like the Women's Network uh, okay. on, on Channel Twenty Seven or something yeah, like yeah. that. So it's always on there, and it's it's funny. We still get like royalties from it. It's pretty pretty awesome. Really? Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Can I ask like what kind of royalties you get? <laughs> I'm always curious. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. About it. But that's so cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. So tell so you know um, you obviously had some phenomenal women in your life yep. who kind of helped to shape and pave the path for you now. How was that? How was that? Like if we're, if, what was it like to not have like a father figure around? Yeah. You know, like, did it ever bother you? Uh, not really. Okay. No, you know, um, like I, I never met my father. He left before I was born. So sure. it was like a tough situation for my mom. Yeah. Um, but like, and my, my grandfather passed away before I was born. My uncle was in Poland. So it was like this this group of like strong women. And like my mom, my aunt, my grandma, like they are the like strongest women I know, yeah. right? And they just they just pulled it together and, and and did it all for me. Like it was it was unbelievable. Like I'm so, 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 so grateful. My wife is a strong woman too. Like I'm very fortunate to to be in this, you, in this company. Yeah. Right. And uh, like my mom to this day, like she's turning 70 this year. And uh, and she's like she just this this dance group Parados Joy, uh, they just had their thirty fifth anniversary, and she's like the director, like she still does all the dances. She 35 does all five years, thirty five years, like she's oh, doing this. She's still playing in in uh, in a church, like doing all these concerts. Like she's in Mexico right now. She's just saying like I just climbed a mountain yesterday, and like it's pretty awesome up here. I'm like this is awesome, right? <laughs> My aunt like digs up the garden like all the time That's with like pitchfork. Like it's it's like these are these are they are my role models right yeah. and i've never because they were so strong and so instrumental in my life i've never needed that father figure right and it was it's kind of weird when you think about what i do like my passions are like construction i love building stuff like right now i'm renovating my basement right yeah. and i taught that all my like by myself but yeah. everything that i've done i play rugby it's like a manly sport right yeah. it's not like anything else and i and you know that was all an absence of a father figure yeah. right so um, no, I, you know, there's a lot of people online. Sometimes I listen and be like, oh, you know, 
that you need a father figure and, and I'm I'm a walking testament that you really don't I love that and you said something right now you just shared something that you said that you were fortunate enough to have such amazing women in your life and I've always held true to the fact that I truly believe men are not wired to do what women can do like I, I, I don't I, the just sheer ability to sacrifice multitask get stuff done at the highest level I honestly, I, I just don't think men are wired that way. Well, I, and, I, and I can tell you right now, like, big shout out to my wife. Like, I've been, like I said, house sitting for the last few days. And uh, don't listen to this mom, but I've been cutting your trees. Um, so <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to, like, take care of the house and do all the stuff that she's not able to do because she's so busy with other things. Uh, that my wife has been taking care of our, our like, 14-month-old. And she's nine months pregnant. And, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's just like I sent her a message yesterday. I'm like... I am so appreciative right now. Like it's just a hard time right now. Yeah. And like you are amazing, right? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Like you know, I, I I believe you're absolutely right. There are some things like if I was to do all those things, I'd be complaining. Like I look at just as like you know like as gross as this might be, but like giving birth. Okay. I remember when my wife was giving birth to our first daughter, and we were there in North York General. And there's huge shout out to Miss uh, to Nurse Millie. She's like, okay, you ready? And I'm like, yep. And I'm holding my wife's hand, rubbing her head. She's like, no, I need you down here. And I'm like, why? She's like, because you need to hold the leg. I'm like, why? <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. But the sheer pain that my wife was going through, uh, there's no way. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, right? I'm like, there's no way I could do that. I know my limitations. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way I could do that. So, yeah, just, you know, that that's amazing that you were able to share um, that part of your life. So, okay. So growing up, you had phenomenal women, great, you know, movie star status, you know, not the typical <laughs> childhood. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about your teaching experience. Yeah. So, um, like I, I went to Queens for, for my teaching thing and uh, right shout out to Queens. Yeah, Queens. Um, right after, right after Queens, I got a wicked opportunity to go overseas into Europe to one of the prestigious international schools there. Okay. And so I was teaching there for a number of years and then I came back to do my master's. Uh, so while there, I was like, coaching rugby, just traveling pretty much Europe. It was amazing, right? Really kind of a, a personal experience there. I came back to do my master's, and then I uh, got on a supply list. And unlike now, right, like I got on a supply list in April, and oops, and in June, I had a contract position. That's crazy. Right? Here, it's like, well, maybe in like June of like 2090, will yeah. you get a contract <laughs> position, right? Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. I was very fortunate. And uh, so as a chemistry teacher, you know, I, I love chemistry. It's one of those, those uh, disciplines where you have to know your numbers and it's all about problem solving and very different ways of thinking. Yeah. That's why like, chemistry is literally one of the hardest subjects in, in, in school. Um, so I did that for a number of years and then I got kind of tapped on the shoulder again to be a department head of, of the science school uh, in, our, in our district. And it was a very rewarding experience. Yeah. Very intense, yeah. um, but very rewarding. What do you mean intense? Tell me about that. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, I, I guess... I'll, <laughs> teach, I, teach, teach your war stories. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but, you know, let's start off, you know, we don't go home at 2.30 and not have anything to do. Uh, we don't have weekends off. Uh, like, I mean, I was, as a department house, I was department of science and also another specialized program, an SHSM program, specialist high schools majors. Um, and so, you know, I, I you, you do all the budgeting, all the counting, all the... The um, um, professional development, all that kind of stuff, right? So it's it's, it's a job in itself. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that. Also, as a department head, you have a full course load, so you're still teaching a regular teacher's gambit yeah. of classes yeah. in addition to all the stuff. So you know, um, it, it was just intense in time in terms of the amount of time put in. Uh, but I also took the program, especially that SHSM program, and I completely revamped it. 
and so that took a lot of energy. I brought in partners from the community. Um, I love that. Peel paramedics came in to help us out. We were uh, dealing with a number of hospitals in the area as well. So it was just intense. It was like, for me, if I, if I do something, I'm doing it. Like yeah. I am, I'm a hundred percent committed and I will eat myself up to get it done. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that was, you know, I loved it. I loved it. And there's a whole bunch of aspects that were very challenging with it. Um, you know, wearing different hats, talking to the administration, but also <laughs> trying to, you know, lead your department members. Cause when you're a department head, you're also in the same union. So you don't have power above them. So you can't say you need to do this. Yeah. It's all about motivation. It's all about trying to get people motivated to do it on their own free will. And that was, you know, that's kind of where I think I did really, really well yeah. because I did what you said is I, in the first year I build that rapport. Yes. I understood who they were, what their pain points were, what their trigger points were, what made them happy. And then kind of started to build the department and programs around that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's huge, right? If I came in like a raging bull saying, this is going to change, this is going to change. First of all, I don't know what is working, what is not. So yeah. it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, not really a good way of doing it but also by getting them uh involved it just made things more easier because they were they were part of it they took ownership of it and, and and things were easier in that way it's so many times when even i shared with like my managers the owners of my brokerage other real estate agents like seasoned agents like 30 40 years in the business the one thing that they all they've always said is like teachers make the best sales people and i'm like really like why and they're like because you guys are patient you know how to problem solve and you're good listeners, which is exactly what you did in the first year, Yeah, which is why you build incredible rapport, which is why people did things without you having to be like, hey, you need to do this. You kind of reverse engineered things yeah. so that people did it on their own accord, which is great. And that's really empowering people to do things, right? As teachers, you know, you cannot go, I cannot get up in front of a bunch of cranky grade eight kids and be like, you need to do this, 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 and this, and this, and whatever. They're going to tell me to F off. Right? <laughs> More They're so in high school. Right? They're like, who, who, who the hell are you? Yeah. No way. Yeah. But it's building the rapport and then them realizing who you are, that you're truly there for them. Yeah. And they'll do it, man. Like, they'll do things for you, which is which is phenomenal. So how long did you, how long did you teach for? I don't remember, man. I mean, it was <laughs> a, a long while. time? Yeah, it's... Yeah, that was a while. Okay, yeah. so what... Why the change? Like... Everyone has told me, my parents, best friends, everyone's like, are you crazy? You're leaving teaching, six-figure income, phenomenal pension, weekends off, two months off in the summer. Like, that's the dream. Why did you leave? What was the motivation? Well, see, like, that's the thing is I never experienced that. Like, you know, for, for summers, I'd be teaching. Um, I'd be pulling 70, 80-hour weeks. Yeah. Uh, weekends were shot. And yeah. that's kind of where I, when I had my son... I had to step back and say, can I do this? Can I continue to be eaten up like this uh, to give my everything to departments, to my students? Um, and, and when I kind of sat down, I remember one time I was working till like 2 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, my wife took care of the son and, and put him to sleep. And, and then I was just kind of sitting there. And I was like, there's no way I can do this. Like yeah. I can't do this anymore. You know, a lot of people have negative thoughts about teachers and especially like, you know, they think that, like I said, their workload is very small, but it, it really is. I mean, if you're one of those teachers that really, like I think you and I were, yeah. that uh, really puts your all in, yeah. it, it doesn't stop. The job no. never stops, no. right? And especially nowadays with the various hats we have to wear, mom, dad, psychologist, huge. this, like it's huge, right? Yeah, counselor, like best friend, like 
Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's it's crazy. And so, you know, I, I had to come up with a decision where um, can I do this? And and the, the answer was no. And I know that if uh, if I continued to, to teach, it, it, this is the way that it would be, right? Sure. I'm an educator through and through, so whether I yeah. have a formal title of teacher <laughs> doesn't stop anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, and, and so I, I kind of looked at it and I said, you know, what would I want to do with this? I, I've done the department. I know the department head role. I know I don't want to do principal and VP. That's not the route for me. Um, and so what do I, what do I want to do? And, I, and so I was kind of looking at my skills. And again, like I was saying with chemistry, it's all about numbers and problem solving and weird way of solving complex conceptual problems and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And I love that. Like I love looking at, at an issue and spending time to make sure I get the best outcome, right? And so when I was looking at what do I love, real estate popped in my head immediately. Like, I remember I was a kid playing Monopoly, like changing houses too, from hotels, man. right? And then, or like going to Metro and getting those yeah. little flyers with the condos and houses. And like, that was, that was like my little enjoyment, right? Yeah, yeah. I never had comic books. I had condo like brochures, right? Yeah, yeah. And so this was something that, that, that was like very, very appealing to me. And, um, and, and I remember like going through the process when I got my own mortgage, uh, I was dealing with a mortgage broker and you know, even though I was, I was still reading up on everything. Yeah. And I remember I was just like, oh, you know, I just want to learn more about interest rates or this and this. Yeah. And then I just started like mass consuming, right? Okay. Mass consuming. And I was like, I was it. I, I was in, I was sucked in. I loved it. Yeah. I loved everything about it. Like I remember like my fingers dancing over the calculator, figuring <laughs> out like all these different things, right? Like that was me. Yeah. And I, and I kind of went back to that and, and I brought a smile on my face. I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is what I want to do, yeah. right? And so since then, it's it's been phenomenal. Like it's been a joy. Yeah. I mean, we deal with some really tough cases sometimes. Sure. Yeah. And and those are the ones that I love even more because these are people that were like rejected from every bank, and then all of a sudden they come to me, and we've been able to find maybe not like a five or fixed at low rates, but we're able to get them into the market because they need the house, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like. No, maybe you should wait a little bit. Maybe this is not the most financially responsible I time to that. buy it, right? Yeah. Um, let's come up with a game plan. And I have a number of clients that are like that right now. Um, but sometimes it's like, hey, I need this house. Like, yeah. I need to get in, and I don't want to do this. And so we'll we'll set up a game plan where we'll, we'll put them in like this, and we'll and we'll figure out how it goes from later on. In our industry, though, I I think that that's very rare, very rare in that you're telling me, Yadik, that like I shouldn't get this house, like. I get it like Steve you're telling me I shouldn't sell Steve you're telling me to keep renting but that's not what realtors are supposed to do that's not what mortgage brokers are supposed to do aren't you guys so, supposed to be like sell 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 right have me get into a, a big mortgage or have me get a mortgage like is not what you guys need me for me to do that's crazy that's amazing that you do that and I think that's that's a huge reason why we connected so well is I just watch your whole body language like if Anyone was was to ever watch this and be like, hey, I wonder if Yadik's really passionate about what he does. Just rewind about a minute, like 20 <laughs> seconds. Your whole body just changed. Fingers dancing over the calculator. Like, you love this, yeah. right? Yeah. That's passion though, right? That's passion. So understanding that only makes you better to serve your clients. Give them the information that they need to hear. Because sometimes people are like, oh, really? Like, but I really want to buy, Steve. And I'm like, but you're going to be house poor. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be miserable. Yeah. So just rent for another year, see how it goes, and let's reevaluate the situation. Because coming to talk to you is not like, oh my gosh, like you're in sales, don't sell me on anything. It's not. It's helping to plan, yeah. which is why people contact me even a year, two years before they're ready to buy or sell, because it's a plan. They trust your advice. So for people who don't know what a mortgage broker is, and I get this question a lot, because everyone thinks that, oh, if I'm gonna get a mortgage, I need to go with one of the five big banks. That's the way my mom and dad and my grandparents did it. What is a mortgage broker? 
Okay, so um, in Canada, for those who don't know, yeah. yeah. So in Canada, there's a mortgage broker and mortgage agent. They're slightly different. Sure. Uh, a broker is somebody that uh, owns a franchise, uh, and and they have to ensure the compliance of all the agents. So okay. there's still a mortgage agent, uh, somebody that will be able to help you with your with your mortgage needs. Sure. Uh, but they have a little bit more responsibility, sure. right? Um, I'm part of a wicked mortgage uh, brokerage, uh, mortgage district, and also part of a brokerage house, uh, mortgage architects, and they have been amazing companies, right? Okay. Um, so that brokerage has. A broker, right? Okay. So a mortgage agent is just somebody that works with you to try to figure out what your financing needs are. Okay. Um, and uh, we we have access to a number of different lenders, including some of the big banks. Um, but we also have access to alternative lenders, monoline lenders, which are lenders that only deal with mortgages. Okay. Um, and then alternative lenders, private lenders as well. So we have a full gamut of, of individuals that we can tap on the shoulder to say, hey, we can have, um, get a mortgage from you or this, right? Sure. Um, each lender, some of them might have multiple products. Um, maybe just like a online lender might have just mortgages, but they have a number of different steps of products. Okay. All with their own eligibility requirements, all with their own terms, all with their own nuances, right? And really the, the role of a mortgage agent is to look at that and say, which one fits best for you? Okay, so shed some light on that because this is, a, I get this and I shared with you, shared this with you before we were talking, uh, got on the podcast is, People that I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, you may want to, you may want to exercise the option to to speak with a mortgage agent. And the questions that I always get is like, what do they do? What are they selling? How are they getting paid? Like all of that stuff. Yeah. So when you have access to different lenders, why would I? Let's say I'm a consumer. Why would I choose to go with the mortgage agent like you, as opposed to walking into like TD or RBC? So, uh, so what's the benefit? Yeah. So definitely, I mean, the the amount of flexibility that we have is great. A lot of people. Um, that come see me only come see me after they get rejected by the first by, by the banks, right? Got it. And, yeah. and and I see that in a lot of uh, new home buyers, okay. right? They always go to what they're comfortable with. You know, I've always been with this bank, that bank, that bank, and, and they think that because I've been them been with them for thirty years, I'm going to get the best deal from them. Yeah, no. And it's and it's usually not the case, right? Um, and so once they get, you know, if they if they if they see that that's the case, then they'll come see a mortgage agent, or they've applied and they got rejected, and now they come see a mortgage agent. Okay. Um, and and so you know that's one of the things that as an industry we're trying to change. We're we're trying to say just come to us first. Like we have access to these banks, but we also have access to all these other uh, products and okay. lenders. And so you know sometimes terms will be different. A lot of people get really fixated on interest, on the interest rate, right? and that's a first question. We got to talk about this. Oh, I know. Yeah. So. It's almost like the be all and end all of mortgages. Hey, what rate did you get? Yeah. Right? Like they become so fixated on the rate, the rate, the rate. Why should we not be always, why should we not be so fixated on just the rate? Because there's like seven steps before you need to think about that. Rate, okay. Right? I mean, when we look at, at mortgages, the rate is the rate is really a number that the banks kind of put together to make it easy for, for, for consumers, right? But it's all in the fine details yeah. where the beauty or the terror of a mortgage kind of lie. Yeah. Right. So, for example, when we meet the first time, I'm going to be asking you questions like down the line. What are you thinking about in five years? Yeah. Or are you thinking about family? Are you getting married? Like, do you own a car? Like all these different things, because all these things have to come into play to see, are you getting the most uh, the best mortgage product? Yeah. I mean, in Canada, it's, it's like I think six out of 10 mortgages get broken within the first three years. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> a lot of people don't read the fine print until they do that and they're realizing they're paying like tens of thousands of dollars to break their mortgage, yeah. right? And this is really where a lot of different things shine is like, for example, in big banks, 
they have things called posted rates, right? And so these are the big rates, the five point something percent, and yeah. you never end up paying that, yeah. right? But why do they use that? Well, because they know that most people will break their mortgage. And so when it comes down to paying a penalty, they're gonna be comparing your rate to that posted rate. And whatever that difference mm, it, is, it. you're gonna be paying that difference, which could be tens of thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Whereas other lenders that don't necessarily have posted rates, their, their uh, penalty to break will be much less, like in okay. thousands of dollars, right? Yeah. And so this is a big thing. Like in a lot of places like banks as well will also, and I'm not knocking the banks because we put a lot of business into banks, but um, uh, banks will always push a five-year fixed. But there are other options than a five-year fixed. You know, yeah. there's variable, which is right now the fix is actually less Best than the variable, variable right? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like stranger things, like yeah. we're in the upside down right now, right? Um, Scoops ahoy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, uh, but there are other terms as well, like sometimes maybe a three-year, a two-year fix, right? So there are options for you if you know that you're only going to be staying in this house for three years because you're going to get a new contract somewhere down the line yeah. and you want a fixed rate right now. Do you do a, a lower thing? So, you know, the question, why to go to a mortgage agent? We have a lot of variety. We have more mortgage products than an, an individual bank yeah. has, right? They'll show you their one. Yeah. I'll show you all of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and we always, yeah. Do you, do you allow the consumer in on that process? So t tell me, so I need, I need a mortgage, Yadik. Um, how does that work? Like, do you come and then you, you, we, we talk, you go through my credentials, my financials, all of that stuff. And then do you just be like, hey, Steve, I came up with a list of, you know, two or three great lenders. Let's talk a little bit about it. Or do you make the, the executive decision to be like, this is the best choice for you? Like as a consumer, how, how would, how would you walk me through that? So I always, I always am there as an advisor. Sure. Right. <clears throat> so based on, again, the first time we'd meet, we, we do the 20 questions sure. kind of thing. Uh, pull your credit uh, and go through all the different things uh, and make sure that you first qualify. Okay. Right. And so that's a whole different thing. And uh, you know we have some ratios that we have to put put you in. Now, if you don't necessarily fit in those ratios, we can maybe look at some options to get you to fit in those ratios, or look at alternative lenders that have more flexibility in the ratios. Got right? it. Um, and so from that, depending on on which pathway we end up taking. Um, I'll be looking at the lenders based on the criteria that you have told me, saying yeah. this is what I want and this sure. is this. I want maybe portability in my mortgage, or I want um, you know awesome prepayment penalties because I'm getting a bonus at the end of the year and I want to dump it in my house, right? Yeah. So based on the things that you've told me, I'll come up with a few lenders and say this is this lender, this is this lender, this is this lender, right? I love it. There are some there are some mortgage brokers out there that have like they only deal with this lender and they'll they'll funnel that business. Yeah. In. Because like you said, we're in sales and sometimes people have quotas. But it's not always right for the client, right? And so we have a fiduciary duty, you know, to do what's best for our client. Like, and this is what I think both of us treat this relationship as. It's not transactional, right? It's not a one and done thing, right? It's it's the life, right? It's the life. Like for me, if anytime there's a big change in the mortgage market, I'll look at my files and say, can I save you money? Right? Yeah. It might cost you money to break it, but can you save money? like after maybe yeah. it's a few thousand maybe it's more than that right yeah, yeah. if it's a few hundred it's not worth the stress it's not this like i'll say this is i'll, I'll update you but say it's not the right time right yeah yeah um but it's a lifetime thing and same thing with real estate like it's not a transactional thing and this is what i love about you is that you become a friend you become part of the family with your clients right yeah and that's what i strive to do right it's that to me is sales you know if you chase money you, you, 
that's that's one thing. You're never. You, I, I, I'm not saying you're not going to do well in the business. You probably will, but it's it's not for me. Yeah, I yeah. can't do that, right? Yeah, yeah. I need to be able to sleep at night. I need to be able to know that when you're under that roof, that Stephen King yeah, sold you, yeah, yeah. right? That was the best house for them, and this is the best mortgage, and both of us can sleep soundly. Yeah, yeah. Right? You and I, we're going to do tons of business together. No, but like just in hearing the way that you talk and how you treat your business, it's so genuine. It's so authentic, right? That you, like I've always said, fighting for the relationship, right? Whether it's now or whether it's two, three, ten years down the road, I'm, I want to build such a phenomenal relationship that these people become advocates for me. Like I look at, like I, I host a monthly poker night, and it's fun, it's wild. Like we sit at poker night, and it's clients. That's awesome. Who are now friends? I'm not saying that I don't have any friends, but I'm just saying, right? Like these are they become such great people. And I'm like, come to poker night. And they look forward to poker night. And it's it's just, it's so much fun. So I love the fact that you give people options, you guide them, and you advise them through the process. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please stay tuned for part two next week. As always, be great, be kind, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.